0: You think if Ted Cruz is president, he'll rename all the battleships to cruise ships?
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare.
0: All right, guys. Here we are. This is the live. Well, it's not live. The la- I don't know what's live and what's not anymore. But we just live blogged for what six hours of GOP Something debate. Something like
2: that. It was it was uh, exhilarating <laughs> and exhausting.
0: It felt like. And we're gonna skip the formalities. You know, I, I, screw the introduction. Screw this whole thing. We're just gonna get right into it because a lot went on tonight and today earlier. Uh, obviously, I'll do I'll do this a quick intro. We've got Brian Williams sitting next to me as usual. This is a libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor style. Format of a show, our GOP debate reaction show. So, Brian, why don't you just tell us what you were drinking, and, and oh. as you know, or you don't know, I'm about to tell you guys. Uh, we are all we all kind of had a, a candidates we were sort of assigned to to check out during this GOP debate. So, we're gonna talk. You can tell us what candidates that you were looking at the most here and what you're drinking, and then we'll uh, we'll bring in the rest of the crew.
2: All right, sounds good to me. So, I was assigned uh, Rand Paul. We did a draft, by the way, Mark. Dunn, we actually did a draft, and it fell. Rand Paul fell to me, they and seemed to make background. the most sense because I do the Rand Pauluses minuses on the website but i got Rand paul and mike huckabee so I, i've got the huckster and and shockingly well we'll get into it more later but they were yes, two yes, of yes. the better ones but i'm also drinking I'm a little bit embarrassed to say it i'm drinking a malibu rum and <laughs> coke right now delicious look malibu rum is delicious my fiance is bringing over the old smuggler too which bad is i'm not gonna let her, her in I the room because it's gonna interrupt oh you're letting her in the room no, and no, i'm drinking we're... that old smuggler no we're not so um, anyway, those are, that's what i'm going
0: great and we're gonna kick it over to pittsburgh who do i got in pittsburgh it's john Odermatt. what's up what's going on man nothing just finishing uh waiting for you to restart your computer <laughs> yeah it uh, wasn't a debate <laughs> or anything john i don't know <laughs> all right so what are you drinking over there and, and what candidates did you have your eye on tonight
3: I feel like this is like the, the, the speed round of uh, it L-I-L-D-O. Is. It is. Isn't <laughs> I got the...
0: <laughs> if, you, if anybody listens on double speed, it'll really be quadruple speed because we're going to record the show in double
3: speed. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking Dad's Hat, uh, rye whiskey, which I've drank before. Fantastic. Great whiskey. And I got uh, Ben Carson and Jeb Bush. I took Jeb first and I got Ben, I think, uh, I don't know, sometime in the second round. All right. And we're going to kick it over to
0: is it leesburg virginia is that right (laughs) that's right yeah Uh, i got it right it only took me like six (laughs) years to figure out where in virginia you live howie snowden what's going
4: on i'm just drinking some pilsner kel tonight it's uh work tomorrow morning early and uh
0: i was watching chris christie and scott walker tonight Christie and walker all right good times and we've got one more guest our panel of five here mr jb lubin all the way from philly what's going on buddy
1: Nothing much, man. Just enjoyed some uh, high class entertainment tonight, so I'm ready to sit down and chat about it.
0: Fantastic. Well, great. So, uh, who are you? Okay, I didn't need to ask you any of the questions. I was ready to just move right on. <laughs> what are you drinking who, and who are you looking at?
1: Uh, I have a little tequila tonight. Tequila, some, uh, Camarena. Oh, yeah, tequila night for me. Excellent. Camarena, Excellent. reposado. Very tasty, and reasonably priced. I'm always in shocked
2: anybody drink tequila like Ugh. optionally where they aren't bought a shot and forcibly do it. Them to, yeah. 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 That's the only way oh. I ever drink tequila. There's there's good Adjust tequila the ice, out man. there, man. Yeah. I mean yeah. There, there it is, is but class, I ain't gonna man. buy it. I'm not rolling those uh, dice to see.
0: Some of you may know, well, all of you know, our, our I'm not going to say former friend, we just haven't talked to him in a while, uh, our friend Damon from college, and him and I just drank a bottle of tequila together once, and um, let's just say that evening ended in, um, well, I'll just say it, vomit all over walls from me. So I was traumatized by tequila at a young age, and I, I haven't, every time I get a whiff of it, it kind of brings brings that memory back. So it's tough for me to even, even good, good tequila. I can drink good tequila, but. You know. you know what? Vomiting
2: is a perfect segue into talking about this <laughs> It is.
0: I actually planned this whole thing out. <laughs> so, uh, and, and to get to myself, I'm taking it easy here. i got a long night still ahead of me. I'm just drinking a nice little red stripe. And I had the good fortune, talking about people falling in the draft, I got the Donald at, like, number five. So I got Donald, and I'm also looking at uh, Marco Rubio tonight, who I'm just uh, going to tell you guys now I barely have any notes on.
1: I didn't mention who I had. Oh, you did. Ted right. Cruz. Senator Ted Cruz number 1 in the draft and I ended up last in the draft with John Kasich, so. John, well, we, we go. got
2: a ridiculous amount of speaking time well, by the way. All right. We yeah, can, we, I thought
1: I was going to have nothing on this.
0: We guy, can immediately you know. address why John Kasich got got speaking time because he's the governor of Ohio and he probably procured this wherever this thing took place. I don't I know. And it was in Cleveland. That runs
1: completely
2: countered my thought that he was banging mm-hmm. Megan Kelly.
0: That is also an, a possibility. <laughs> I know who's not banging Ke- Megan Kelly, and that's Donald Trump. Hold <laughs> well, on.
2: I, I just want to say real that? quick. Do I don't know that. By actually. the way, when John Kasich gets off of Megan Kelly, you know
0: he goes, hey, close O-H? Kasich. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Was he ever a prosecutor? Because that would have been sweet. That would have been an awesome line. Yeah, it would for, be like, If he was like a uh, on a TV prosecutor, like Matlock style. Kasich closed. That's That was Let's a better way it. to say it. All right. All right, enough of our puns, well it's not enough of our puns. We got Brian here. Well, we're, we're, there will be more coming. puns. I think I think we all know that. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll start. Well, first of all, let's just I don't want to just be like the mainstream media and totally neglect the other candidates, even though that's what we are going to do eventually. But there was the Kitty debate, which Brian and I did live blog. Of course, you can find our live blog at com to get a recap of that. That'll be up forever. We don't take posts down. Uh, so we'll link to that in the show notes for the show as well, of course. And um, so what did, did anybody else watch the Kitty debate like me and Brian did? I saw
4: part of it. I had just got home from work and had to walk the dog and stuff. But from what I saw, Carly Fior- Fiorina seemed at least bad to me. So what, but, what did uh, you like
0: about Carly? Because I've seen a lot of people mention that. And I don't know. She didn't stand out as that much worse to me. But I also wasn't that impressed with her. So what did you think that was like slightly better about her? She just wasn't saying really awful things like, say,
4: Lindsey
2: Graham or uh, some right, of the right. others that I heard. That, that's
0: where the bar is for these guys. If you're not the worst person ever, then you're not that bad.
2: Lindsey Graham was the worst. He was basically just like, we're invading everybody. That's what's up.
0: I'm pretty sure he actually said he was going to go in into Afghanistan or into Iraq. Did he's going to lead the, the troops like they did that? in the
2: Middle Ages. Like, he's the king riding on the horse into Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, we, we've got to track Iran. down that audio if he said that. I mean... John Daubert, get on it. Go find the Lindsey Graham invading uh, Iraq audio. <laughs> so wait,
2: what about Fiorita did you like, uh, other than just the the fact that she wasn't uh, ridiculous?
0: Oh, I didn't say that
4: I liked her. It just, they all seemed pretty bad. It was it was hard to watch.
0: I don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, they all seemed, it seemed like a really vanilla debate to me. I mean, it, and it, which is actually, in a way, kind of nice, because it wasn't, you know, and the second debate had a lot of grandstanding and they obviously were focusing on Donald, focusing a lot on a lot of his wild statements and not as much policy, whereas the first debate did at least kinda of stick more to policy, which is in theory what you would want, but it bored the hell out of me, so. <laughs> what, crowd, what, about, you know? uh,
3: what about Rick Santorum? Did he say anything ridiculous? I haven't haven't heard anything yet. You no, know, I should really go back and look he at that
2: was, live
0: blog I spent hours doing. But, know, uh...
2: I was hoping he would say more ridiculous things. I think he had one statement that was a little bit absurd, but overall, I was surprised with his restraint. He, he kept it pretty much vanilla. He didn't say anything uh, really insulting or crazy as he's kind of want to do.
4: Wasn't he bragging about passing some law that was found unconstitutional? Oh, that
2: is – you know, that's the one thing. Good job. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered the blog. That, well, by the way, I want to say Mark and I have been subtly playing the drinking uh, game, Liberty Rules, GOP debate drinking game uh, that I published earlier. So we're a little bit in the bag. But, uh, yeah, he, exactly. He was like, you know, I I, uh, I put a bill into, into the Congress and it was ruled – unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. He sounds nothing like this, by the way. Yeah, I was like, I don't is why that, your, is that Hulk really Hulk your Santorum Hogan Santorum. <laughs> Let, Let me tell, me tell you brother! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, but if Bill he's like, the Supreme Court said it was unconstitutional, but I said, no way! We're pushing it through anyway. I'm like, that's, uh... That's probably not the best
0: thing to do. He also said that he was a child of Ronald Reagan. So I, I found that interesting. <laughs> I, I, I had
3: never known that
0: Ronald Reagan had a secret love child, and it turned out to be Rick Santorum. I heard that he had nursed off
2: the uh, the breast that Nancy Reagan had cut off, and that's why she did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, so, why don't.
0: Does anybody else have anything? Any comments? I mean, I like Rick Perry's glasses. Uh, Carly wasn't evil. We got that. Uh, who else is in this thing? We got a – Jim who, Gilmore, who I literally – Who is Jim Gilmore? I've never heard I'm of him. I'm not kidding. I thought I was oh, on top of – He used of, to
4: be a Virginia governor. There He's you go. Not I, a good candidate. I thought really. I was on
0: top of politics. I never heard of Jim Gilmore till we put the debate on. I was like, oh, there's this other guy. I never well, of.
4: just because I live in Virginia, I didn't well, no, know who he yeah. was. I probably wouldn't any other way. But. There were
2: literally ten people in the stands, so I thought they just were like, we're one short, somebody come up, no one's going to know, just go. Bobby, Bobby
0: J- Jindal, that's the other one. Who no, just, Bobby oh, Jindal, yeah. Who, yeah, not that, to sound all racist. All these people but, should drop out. It,
4: it's, I hope no one donates money to them. It's such a waste. Uh, <laughs> <whatever> <laughs> I
0: say, whenever someone says not to sound racist, it's probably is going to, but not to sound racist. But uh, he just reminds me of M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else? They, he that. looks a lot like him. I'm not just saying it because of the Indian background. I, I literally think he looks <laughs> very much like M. Night Shyamalan.
2: This is awful <laughs> to say, but you know what? I actually think Jindal handled himself pretty well during it's not that It's awful debate. to say. We can give credit he for did. it. He did. You know, give it credit where credit's I due. I didn't think uh, he was terrible. Fiorina In- wasn't terrible. Uh, I thought that uh, Rick Perry... Just because he handles himself well on stage, and he's obviously done this before, so he's pretty, got pretty good on his talking points. He handled himself well, and I thought that Jindal actually handled himself well. He didn't say anything that was outrageously, you know. Again, nothing that you're like, holy jeebus, you know.
1: Well, they're both <laughs> former governors, so they had to have won an election at some point, so they kind right. make complete well, fools of themselves. What about the that revelation that,
0: that Lindsey Graham has never lost an election? That's what really? he said. Yeah, he said he's he's yeah. never lost a race. So if he does not become president, history's going to be made either way. We're either going to get the first uh, <laughs> single president because he liked to, he bragged about that as well. How he's a single guy with like right. no no wife and kids at the age of sixty. Fisher girl for Cleveland was single
4: when he became president. I, All I, right. I was going to say yeah, howie yeah, he with the afraid. facts.
0: I put that out there just to see if anyone would shoot my facts and, down.
4: And then he married a girl that was way way younger than him. But I guess when you're president, you can pretty much get in when you want. You know, I'm so a Grover Cleveland.
0: Is he your favorite president? You know a lot about him, it seems like.
4: He is my favorite president. He also died on my birthday. Oh, wow. (laughs)
0: That's interesting. Yeah, you know, he's not the first. <laughs> Maybe he was born, and you came. Like you took his soul, went into Howie, and now he's you. Well, the it was reincarnation here, it, it was of Grover Cleveland.
4: But... Not it was years before I was alive. We, but well,
0: I'm not. I don't know how. Do you know how reincarnation works? I don't think it needs to happen.
3: Like you're right. The same I
4: think Grover Cleveland reincarnated. Thank it's you. A... There could
3: be a delay. I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get to the main course all here. Right, so all right. We have so much the, time. The point is, movie.
0: we're not incredibly impressed with the, that that set of candidates. I think we all agree on that.
2: Well, I think you could – here's the one thing, though. You could probably sub at least five of them out for five to seven people on the stage tonight, and there would be no difference in <laughs> that, what they're saying That's at very all. true.
0: I think that's very true as well. And, and a lot of, like, what we'll look at with these guys is – I mean, honestly, a lot of their positions are not that different from each other, so a lot of the perception is really just how they come across, how they handle themselves on stage, which is a stupid way to decide the president, but that's kind of the world we're living in right now, and hopefully – uh. Hopefully some more uh, interesting podcasts and hard-hitting analysis from the Lions of Liberty <laughs> while they drink liquor will, will will help change the political discourse. You know the
2: good-looking guys at Marco Rubio is a guy.
0: Was that guy. another Santorum impression? No, no, I it was
2: just me doing an impression of, I think it was Odie who said he was Harry, a very guilty Harry guy. Carey? On, like Harry radio. Carey? It sounded like Harry
0: Oh, boy. Well, Jake, the us, all right, so let's get right into the, the main event. Let's get right into uh, what they went right into and what they even made the seven earlier candidates address, which is, of course, the Donald. That's right. The, the I mentioned that the, the seven candidates all had to address, like, Donald Trump calling them all losers and if they had any, <laughs> any like chance to compete. And they're all like, oh, yeah, he's rich, but whatever. Listen to us, too. That's my, that's my summarization of seven, seven people's answers. Well, as question. the Rand
2: Paul guy, uh, let me just say, I'm sure we all were pretty amazed that <laughs> Rand Paul, he did this early on in the debate, and then he backed off a little bit, and it pissed me off, but he went after Donald Trump so hard right at the beginning of the debate. It wasn't even his turn to speak. He just attacked him on being a crony capitalist and saying that, you know, oh, Donald, you bought off politicians. I was like, good job, Rand, getting in there throwing some uh, some shivs into some livers, you know?
0: I actually like both guys. In the, it was basically the first exchange of the debate. Well, except for that five minutes where they're standing awkwardly on the stage, and yeah. and Megyn Kelly and ba- Brett Bayer just were talking about how awkward it was, and the candidates were looking awkward, and then they again mentioned how awkward it was. Then they, then they didn't go to break and the restarted the show, the show at 6.02. Which again, Fox, fuck it, we'll do it live! Fox, Fox production was was having an interesting time tonight. That's all I'm going to say. I know that, as someone who works in TV production, I know there were screaming directors back there during that show because it was it was aft fox fox oh, was
3: stretched. also having a sorry about that. fox was also having a hard time freaking getting people to sign in and stream this signing in with with names i was unable to sign in on the fox website so i'll have a unique perspective just the radio well yeah it's you can
2: do so a fox <laughs> tech service if you're listening to the lines of liberty podcast uh hey get on it
0: yeah exactly. fox employees listening right. now what were you gonna fox say fox tech team
1: Going back to what you said, Brian, you know I found to be kind of strangely refreshing? That Trump fully admitted to being a crony capitalist on national television. He, he basically did. Did you, did you? Did everyone else notice that? I don't know if did. he used the that. words or not, like, but... He didn't use the but term, basically. but he pretty much described it.
3: He actually he used it as a reason why he should be able to solve the problem. Because he has exploited it, he is able to fix it. which Yeah, he knows any sense. all
1: the... Fa- all the cr- Tools crony capitalists use to game the system, so he can stop it. That was basically right. his his argument. Mean, he,
0: he's basically making that argument. Look. Use the laws. That's how businessmen do business. They use laws to their advantage. At least he's being honest about it. At least he's not saying I'm not a crony capitalist. I. I mean, he might not. He's not using the term about himself, but he's saying, yeah, I use bankruptcy laws to my advantage for business, which it's true. That is what everybody does, because that's the law. I'm not saying it's right, but he's just at least you know he's not trying to kerfuffle around and act like he's not doing it. You know, he's
2: basically that's making the, the argument. It's uh, like when it's like when hackers get hired by companies. You know, after they get hacked, these these former hackers at the FBI, FBI catches, of they're like, hey, now hire me. I'll make your security better that's Donald's argument for the country though he's like hey I've uh, I've done all this stuff so hire me and I'll make it better it's not a bad
0: argument <laughs> I've, I've heard worse yeah. <laughs> yeah it was probably his best argument of the night <laughs> so let's just start on this first exchange though which I i really enjoyed because right off the bat Megan Kelly I think or Mike Wallace one of these guys uh just asks, will anybody on stage raise their hand and say that they will not commit to uh, endorsing whoever becomes the nominee and will, will pledge not to run as an independent? And immediately Donald just raises his hand while everyone in the middle, while everyone else just looks at him. And I just, I mean, take it for what you will, but that moment alone, I just love that he did that, because he's just like, no, screw these guys. I mean, that's for myself. I'm not a lifelong Republican. I don't care about the Republican Party, which I, he doesn't, obviously. He wants to run for president, and I think if he fails in the GOP, I think he's already considering an independent run. I think he's not even said that. Um And and the the implication being... You know, if you're gonna run independent, you're gonna cost the election for whoever is the GOP candidate. And I found it interesting that Rand, this is where Rand immediately jumped in and, and attacked Trump and said, you know, he, he, he's just, he basically said the same thing. He's just, he's just here to ride on the Republican coattail for a minute. Uh, he's not committed to these ideals that we we share or what have you. He's a he's a friend of the Clintons and yada yada yada. And I enjoyed that too. And we got the split screen of Donald and Rand like right off the bat. So I mean, I, I'm positive that that Rand's advisor said you know, encouraged him to engage Trump and attack Trump, because that's where the focus of attention is, and if Rand wanted to get attention, and it's true, because he didn't get much attention most of the debate, no. if he wanted to, attacking Trump was the way to do it. Yeah, he was think?
2: ignored a lot of the debate, which especially on certain topics where it really just drove you nuts, you know, like racist or racism and race topics he was not, completely ignored on. The tax, they talked to Huckabee, they talked to everybody about tax, like everybody's got this flat tax. Rand's is the lowest, Rand's is the most comprehensive, they ignored him on that, so that was very aggravating. But, take it back to the Trump I will say this. Donald's position's absurd, but there were many moments tonight where well, I sat I back and I had to clap and laugh because he's so just like, does not give a shit. What, is, what position do you think he has that's absurd? I thought it Trump. How about yeah. the old position of building a wall uh, on, okay. the, on the border to Mexico? That's
0: one. All right. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs>
3: that's a little That's absurd. impossible. I mean, it's not only impractical, it's, it's impossible to build a wall the entire <laughs> stretch along the Mexican border. That's well, not impossible. It, it, just, it, uh, it would just yes, take a lot a really lot of work and a lot it of money is so, lot it, of it would cost so much money that it is it's implausible it would never happen implausible might be a better word maybe, maybe. Right. hey did
4: you guys see in the news today how bill clinton like called him and like encouraged him to run when he was thinking about it like is it possible that they are trying to help clinton well, by I think, having? Him i run? think that's
0: what rand was referring to he was like oh did he get he? i think he actually said that he's like oh did you get a call from clinton today or what something like that so yeah, I mean, he was basically implying that. that's Do you think what this could doing. be a big Clinton conspiracy to like sabotage a Republican? Well, party? Hillary, absolutely. Hillary I, did I, I go to her it. his wedding. Yeah, he made <laughs> that very
2: clear. That was pretty funny. He's like,
0: I invited her and she came. I mean, you can't deny that Trump is entertaining. Is all. It's is all get out. Right? Does... As much as I disagree with him, like
4: I, I want to see him do well and keep being in the debates. Oh uh, uh, yeah.
2: Well, he did have some good points. I mean, Mark, you, you're the you're following. You're the I, Trump guy. I but was. He had some points where I was like, I could I could kind
0: of agree with the Donald on that. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't even name. There those. was no I wrote, I wrote was a, a lot named. of notes, but when, I don't see points in, in any of them. I'll say. I'll, I'll say one thing. He was right on when he knocked the honesty of reporters and how they twist statements and how they're they're not. They don't do honest reporting, and I don't think they honestly report on a lot of people's statements, including a lot of his. Even when I disagree with the actual statements too, but um, he, I think he's he's right about. And I like that he goes after the reporters like right off the bat. You know, he's just he just doesn't respect them, and you know, they don't respect him, and that's that's just the way it is. And everyone else, no one else does that. No one else has that contentious attitude towards the moderators and and the other reporters that that the Donald has. And I, I mean, if nothing else, it is refreshing. And well, I, I'll give there, one, there may be nothing else. I'll but, give you <laughs> one point that he made that was
2: really good, and I remember I, I blogged about this. It's uh, he said that the you know Obamacare. Basically, that it helps the insurance companies. The insurance companies are making all the money, and that's a you know a direct result from government intervention in crony capitalism. So he nailed that. Now, granted, we've already talked about the fact that he is himself a crony capitalist, but he's completely right in that the insurance companies are benefiting from this government intervention and forcing everybody to get health care. So in that regard, I was like, Meh. golf clap,
0: golf clap. Golf. And, a, and a former and maybe still current supporter of um of single payer health care, which I think Rand called him out on, and then then um. Donald was just like, "You don't know what you're talking about. You're having a rough time tonight, pal." Which yeah, he talked so condescendingly like to him. Which, I mean, I, I'm not an unabashed rant supporter. I, I laughed. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Right, I
3: right thought- before that. Right before that, he said something. Um, he, was, he was talking about healthcare plans, and he wasn't for a single payer. And Then he talks about like another system to take care of the people left behind. But doesn't say and what it, that is. And that just kind of just got just washed over. But I wonder, yeah, I wonder what that system is. Is it yeah, a, I mean, a lottery or? A... He said, "I'll
0: I'll help the people that can't get help in another way." Yeah, all like, these
3: candidates you know, look good. Right? It's just
2: like I'll do this. It's like, well, how are you going to do it? You know, granted, they don't have that much time. But get, go into your plan. Oh, a little he bit. he
0: also said, "We need brain." <laughs> we need and, and then he said, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't even be talking about illegal gra- immigration, which is silly because that's an issue in every single campaign ever, especially
3: yeah. in the GOP. So that's dumb.
4: I'd, I'd still – I'd vote for him over Hillary though.
0: Oh, I, I – yeah. I mean, I'd vote for anybody <laughs> over
2: Hillary.
3: Why do you have to vote for one of the two though? Not to get off topic on no, this. No, that's but, it's totally on topic. Know? I would rather – you haven't heard the interview yet, but I interviewed a great guy, Steve
0: Kerbell today. who's running for the Libertarian nominee, a nomination for president. I'd vote for him or – Maybe even Gary Johnson over anybody we've seen today, right now, if they, including Rand Paul.
2: Look, this is way. off topic. My old smuggler's here, and I'm going to go get it. You talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> go get
0: it and do it quietly. Anyway, um, let's move on, I guess. Let's move on to Rand, right, while Brian goes to get his whiskey. Now, let's move on to... Um, See, the funny thing is, I mean, thinking back, it seemed like a lot. I mean, obviously, look, there's 10 guys. They're not going to be able to get a ton of time for everybody. We know that from the beginning. But a lot of guys, I'd say the most marginalized guys, to me, seemed like Rand. Uh, ben Carson didn't get that much time, which surprised me because he's doing decently in the polls. And uh, let's see. K6 surprised me with how much time he got. Who else stood out to you guys? I don't think Rubio got that much time. Um, who else? Anybody else well, to stick I, out? Well, I
1: was covering Cruz and Cases, and I feel like Cases got more time than Ted Cruz. He did. He definitely Shocking did. Cases t- got a
0: good amount of time, yeah. which again, I, th- I think it's just the hometown crowd. They they wanted to give them their governor or whatever.
4: I, I don't think they did too terrible job with the amount of candidates there. were. It wasn't like uh – when Ron Paul is running and he literally – what do you get, like two minutes during a whole debate where everyone got yeah. tons of time? There weren't any, like, huge disparities like that. Yeah, I
0: mean, Rand didn't but. get a much time, but there were other people who got as little time as he did. So I yeah. don't think he was necessarily unfairly targeted. Uh, Donald and, and Jeb seem to get the most time, which, you know, they are the two. I mean, I hate the idea that we have to give front runners more time. If anything, you want to hear from people – that aren't, you know, front-running as much, especially this early. But, um, yeah. I mean, knowing how these things work, it's not surprising that they focused more on Donald and, yeah. and on Jeb. Cody, you're a Jeb guy. and not, You're not a Jeb guy, but you, <laughs> you, you were taking notes on Jeb. So uh, what stood out to you the most about the questions that Jeb was given? He probably got, I'd say, the second most time compared to Donald
3: yeah well I mean unfortunately, I missed the first half hour of the debate, so I can't really weigh in on that so I have to count on you guys that and I was listening on the radio, so I can't comment on his as Brian mentioned his uh you know in the live blog that you that, that we did his stage presence i don't know I mean he sounded to me listening on the radio he's, he didn't sound very smart I don't know if maybe when he's on stage he looks a little better, but he definitely that looked, aside, he
0: looked comfortable up
2: there he holds himself very well and as he i mean yeah i The the American public is gonna buy the image more than the actual substance,
3: you know. Yeah, for for the most part, I I definitely definitely agree with that. But when you can just focus on the words, I mean, it kind of jumps out to you. Um, When they asked him about Iraq and about um, obviously his brother, you know, uh, being the president when uh, that that invasion occurred, and you know he he answered it kind of in a weird way. Um, I I thought at least, I mean, and and I'm I'm a Christian myself, so I'm not saying that that prayer is, there's anything wrong with it, but he basically absolved any, um, you know, any problems he had with it by saying that when he was governor of Florida, that he prayed for the families and prayed with the families of people that were killed in in the uh, military action against Iraq which i mean that would uh, sure that's great i mean good but i mean that doesn't <laughs> say something you know substantive that, that doesn't That doesn't give you anything that's not I an mean, opinion that's just no.
0: saying i prayed for all the
3: crap, yeah, it's, the
2: it's crap just, my brother it's just did. fishing for people to say
0: oh yeah remember that oh yeah me too can we go back to Trump for one second? Because I really thought it was hilarious when <laughs> Megyn Kelly
1: dominate this podcast. Yeah, I know. Are like we? No, it's... it's like the debate. He might. Yeah. What...
0: Just one more thing about Trump, because I just forgot how funny it was when Megyn Kelly immediately her like second question to him was, "You've called women fat pigs." dogs and like lists like seven other things and then donald just goes well only rosie O'Donnell." (laughs) and then she went no actually on a bunch of other things on your show the apprentice one episode you said it would be great to see this woman down on her knees and like all this shit so i really enjoyed that whole part that's all nobody could have answered that better than donald either no i mean he just he just uh, he is happy to do it and he followed it up with what i thought it's another relevant point that he made about political correctness. Now, look, you can go too far. I don't think he should be calling women fat pigs and all this stuff. But, I mean, I think the political correctness thing, which you talked about before, is just gone to the extreme, where if you say anything, you got to dance and dance around and make sure you got the right terminology. Well, and if it's like if you criticize Obama, you're racist. That was thrown out by yeah,
2: everyone.
3: You know, it's like PC shit. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's my last Donald point for now.
3: Till I think of something for else, for now. He did. For now, but <laughs> w- one more thing on Jeb, or maybe a couple more things. Um, when, when he was questioned about his role, uh, they were talking about Planned Parenthood and his role with the Bloomberg uh, Foundation. And and really, I, I think um, his answer in itself, um, really, it, it didn't tell me a lot about you know not not even to talk about his views on Planned Parenthood or or abortion. But he was on the I think it said he was on the board of the blue the Bloomberg Foundation. He didn't even know the budget and what they were spending money on, yet he was on the board, which I thought was kind of an absurd thing, and just to admit that. And they asked him multiple times. I know, like, the at, the at the very end, they asked him again, so did you know this money was, you know, going towards Planned Parenthood? He said no, which, I mean, that's just – I mean, do you want someone running uh, the country who, when they're on a, a board of a foundation, doesn't know where the money goes? Well, it's just, just a just check like,
2: for him. He's not paying attention to the actual policies. You know, a lot of these people. Your board appointments, you get you get paid for it a lot of times. But... I
3: actually can buy that, to be honest. Not that... I, I can buy it, but not It doesn't come across well. I agree. I with that. I mean, yeah, my, my, yeah. My standards are probably too high, too high, but <laughs> yeah, you're not I gonna mean... find anybody that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then a weird, long, shaky breath as Howie
2: uh, inserts the heroin needle and tries not to pass out. Thanks, Howie. In, in Howie's defense, I'm pretty
0: sure he actually played our entire drinking game that you made up the whole time. I hope he did. So, there, there might be a few brain synapses along the way here. <laughs> All right. So let me know when you get a full thought, Howie. Until then, any, any more thoughts on Jeb? yeah <laughs> no. uh, uh, okay well i know you don't have any more thoughts right now what, what about Odie? anything else? what about the uh the comic
2: court? To stop laughing <laughs> Odie needs one of those brains that donald was talking about we
3: need brain <laughs> brain just just one more quick thing I, I i was disappointed when they asked him about the name calling with donald trump you know he he probably did call him those names and he backed off of it and, and said he didn't i was disappointed he didn't you well, know what was a, the name
4: a, they a, wouldn't a, say like, on on air
3: asshole they wouldn't they wouldn't say he called uh, him an asshole well uh, luckily we don't have those kind of
2: standards here at lines <laughs> with i'm just movie. pissed off he didn't go you know megan comes like did not you say this this is that's not what
3: you said last night <laughs> we <laughs> all wanted <laughs> him to say that
0: wait donald called jeb an asshole once is that
3: right yeah this, this just broke today there was a, a apparently you know he, he was talking to a campaign staff or something and he said yeah that bombastic you know blah 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 asshole talking about just 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 you know, seven different words just just railed on him. Trump and said that course,
2: about Jeb. No, Jeb said that. Okay, about yeah. Okay, I uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I got to switch around. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. Jeb didn't
0: didn't own up to be like, yeah, I
2: called him a clown. He's ridiculous. He's a buffoon. Right.
0: Yeah. Well. Donald seemed to said he he really likes Jeb. He just thinks his brother was the worst. <laughs> we <laughs> can he, all agree on in, that. That's a paraphrase. Point to Donald. Well, he did, That's another... God, I, I, I hate that I am the mainstream media now. I'm just going back to Donald. But he, he did say he's the only one that actually was able to criticize George Bush. And he basically said, look, those last few months or years of the Bush administration is what paved the way for Barack Obama. And that's true because... the. You know, there was no way any Republican was winning that 2008 election after the disaster of Bush. There just wasn't. So he does have a relevant point once again. Ding! Point for Donald. I'm not really a Donald supporter, guys. I know We should be down.
3: keeping track of points, but we're not. That's so. your job, man. All right.
0: You're moving
2: li- on. Moving on. you the VP of points.
0: All right. So do we need to – let's talk more about Rand because we
2: probably should. Hold on. I have a question, Mark. Why do you, you – He's Mark has written down who we're each talking about. Yeah. Uh, it, me, Rand, and Huck yeah uh odie ben and jeb yeah. howie christy walker jb tequila and Cruz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, i'm, assuming, I'm, I'm, I'm I presuming that mark tequila. was taking notes when we were talking about what we were drinking and who we were covering i got those a little bit mixed up i that no tequila is my nickname
0: <laughs> for john tequila has
2: got a better shot at winning than casick does so <laughs> oh <Hey-yo. laughs> oh that's awesome Ooh, that might be a cold open i, I like the tequila Cruz ticket tequila. <laughs> but it's, per- it's perfect for his audience
1: Come on! <laughs> oh
0: boy. <laughs> uh, where were we? <laughs> okay, so what about tequila? I mean, John Kay's like Jamie. Talk to talk about you th- whichever guy you want to talk about more. How about that? Uh God. Which
1: I'll
2: consider. I'll, I'll consider off, an I'll start, endorsement of that guy. Don't but make
0: him choose.
1: I'll start off with Cruz because there's not really much to say about it. I at first he's, the first thing he started off with was talking about the truth and he pretty much opened by saying that he speaks the truth and ups himself as a contrarian who's his anti-lobbyist and special interests. And it took me all of two seconds to find that he's taken money from Goldman Sachs and several uh-huh. law firms during his time in Senate. Nice. So that's not really like starting off in a good foot. And But the point that really blew me away was when he was talking about like military and like the Islamic state and all that stuff. And he in front of all these people said that he's talked to like experts generals and like military planners and that they say which I believe that there's no real military solution to the problems in the middle East. you can't just solve this with troops and bombs. And he fully says he doesn't believe that. And that's when it really blew me out of the water that this guy has no clue. Like You talk to the people who do this for a living and say, you can't solve this with guns and bombs, but he doesn't believe me, and I think that's the last person we need, you know, in the presidency again.
0: Yeah, we don't need a guy that thinks we should solve everything with guns and bombs, probably. Yeah. It's not not very libertarian, really, unless he's talking about self-defense, but I don't think he is.
2: So many of those candidates did take that position, though, like Huckabee, you know, it's like he took the same thing. He's... He's all about, you know, I, and this is from the President's profile I wrote him. But he's all about boots on the ground and defending Israel at all costs, and Iran can't have anything and go, you know, any option on the table kind of thing. And so it's like, why don't you, why don't you acknowledge the fact that you know people, are, there's there's other options other than just going in and, and destroying people, and it causes so much blowback. I just, I don't get to JB's point why they don't listen to these people who have been there
0: and have been convinced that military
2: action just isn't going to
0: work. Sure. I mean, you can't. I mean, look, we can go on the foreign policy thing all day long, but you you can't just bomb your way to better, better to reshaping the Middle East or something crazy like that. I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if there are actual atrocities, you can argue for actually, you know, preventing atrocities. But that's not what our U.S. government has done ever in modern history. They've been. They've used either real atrocities or supposed atrocities to play out imperialist ambitions. And a lot of the terrorism and problems we're seeing in these regions are directly related to that. So more of that is going to logically cause more of the problems, not less of them, not solve them. I think we will probably all agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody's shaking their head at me for once on this one.
3: I'm
1: shaking Uh, my head. No, I'm what,
0: what did tequila think about this one?
1: <laughs>
0: what's, what's tequila's position on on foreign policy? Now let, let's 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 do, we'll do both JBs. We'll act like this is like a snake draft uh, or something. What's what's your what's your pre- response to uh, John Kasich? He got a surprising amount of time for a guy who's polling at two point eight percent.
1: Yeah, I was surprised, but he didn't say anything particularly mind blowing in his time that he did get. I was actually surprised that he admitted to expanding Medicare in Ohio and to scot-free with all those people up there which was pretty funny to me but he focused a lot on budgets and uh he used all the you know all the good buzzwords like balancing budget and military and things like that and he seems to be riding on trump's coattails a lot during during the debate too which i found to be enjoyable but other than that i don't think he did anything that's going to rise that over this that 2.8 percent
2: well, what about the uh, the gay marriage conversation he had, though? I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh
1: yeah, I thought that was really refreshing. He was just like, "Hey, it's if something like if my daughters are are lesbians, that's what they are. I'm not I'm gonna, not going to love them any less." He seems pretty candid. I actually liked him. You know, believe it or not, I think.
4: As you far mentioned, as- he uh, talked about budgets a lot when he was in Congress. I think it was like back in '97 when they actually balanced the budget. Kind of that one time, he was a big part of. That actually getting done.
0: I just had a flashback, Howie. I kind of s- remember us in college watching like Fox News and you saying you kind of like John Kasich. Do you think that happened? Yeah, he's <laughs> not I making that
1: up. He's no, I'm serious. This, this, this did happen. He's just not remember. bad. He's not bad. Yeah, that yeah. that's what I got from him. He, he's, not he's not a zealot not
0: on, like, gay marriage and stuff like that. so He's not a zealot on the social issues, no. and he's more of a fiscal conservative, which, I mean, he's that's very yeah. much a
1: moderate Republican. That's, yeah. that's what I, I learned from this debate.
0: Yeah, I mean, he didn't say anything that, like, struck me as terrible, you know, compared to, like, a lot of the other stuff people were saying up there. Not at all. Oh, my God, are we are we endorsing John Kasich for 2016? There we <laughs> go. It's here. <laughs> did, did Tequila Kasich. Kasich. Tequila <laughs> Kasich, like I like it. To, tune into, like... Kasich plus and minus minuses. Next, next Hashtag week. Kasich closed. Uh, come on, come up with a snappy pun for John a, John, a weekly John Kasich article. Come on, that's it. I just said it. That's done. Oh, case closed. That's that's, that's it. closed. Kasich closed. That's it's all right. It. That's it. We already used that pun. Come on, you're uh, you're a comedian. You're supposed to be able to think. Uh, of, how
2: about uh, say anything points. with uh, with John Kasich. Okay,
0: we're going to move on from this. From- <laughs> 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 all right, so any more thoughts on, on John Kasich or tequila? Do you think John Kasich drinks tequila? Do you think John Kasich has ever had an alcoholic beverage? Let's start there, because I'm not... I'm it's not so Ohio. The they all are doing alcohol. They're Let's all be honest. mainlining the- meth. It's, you know, it's Ohio. I'm pretty sure Trump was drunk. Here I go again talking about Trump. I'm pretty sure he had, it, like, a glass. He had, like, that red face that some people get when they, like, drink, like, two glasses of wine. <laughs> or he just went to the tanning bed He had this a morning. flask hidden between
2: the first and second layers of his hair.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. That would be awesome. A, a hair flask? A toupee flask? What about Chris Christie, Lions by Lions of Liberty way. toupee flask. Christie right. got a lot of time. How over there? Christie and Paul time. thing? Uh... Let's that, toss it to our Christie. That was expert. awesome. That was awesome. This will be a good segue. I, we'll toss to our Christie expert Howie, and then we can have a uh, Brian maybe counter with some of the Rand stuff. Yeah, so what,
4: I, <laughs> I thought that was the the thing that stood out the most, and that like emotional plea to 911 stuff. I don't think that's gonna fly anymore, especially with the millennials that are voting now.
0: Yeah, aren't that, we past that crap that mentioned nine eleven to pull at heartstrings? Yeah, garbage? I don't think that's going to work
4: anymore. I think Rand definitely got the better of that exchange. Um, I think, and he, he got mentioned- some cheers there. Rand
0: got some cheers for bringing up the Fourth Amendment and the Bill of Rights. Definitely. And yeah. Christie got booed big time. I mean,
1: yeah, I, like I think Christie did the worst out of anyone up there. He said absolutely nothing of substance in that interview All he said was I want
0: twenty six he really bro he really spent time researching or coming up with numbers on how many jets and how many like cruise battle cruise ships. Battleships you think if Ted Cruz is president, he'll rename all the battleships to cruise ships? <laughs> 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 no? Ooh, all possible right. cold up All know. right.
4: <laughs> I thought the one thing that uh Christie said that was worthwhile was how he talked about what a big chunk of spending entitlements are and they're not even like, Carly talking about it at all. Like that's true. I'll give him credit there. That is, like, you're talking about stuff that's, you know, small potatoes when entitlements are eating up so much of the budget.
1: Yeah, it's,
0: and I, I said that in our life blog. Like, I, I think he's, he's right on that one thing. <laughs> that's the only thing. But uh, as long but as he, baby boomers are voting, if he's
4: going to say something like that, he's done. I, I actually yeah. feel like he's trying to lose the election with all this anti marijuana stuff he's been going on with lately. It's like, have, have you seen the polls and uh, what everybody in America has been saying?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, but I think I, it's his way of saying like, "Look, I can be a cultural zealot too." But I mean, I, I, can he? I, can he really believe the crap he's saying about Saddle Winning strategy, I don't think. <laughs> no, I mean, he's literally said he will like destroy the marijuana movement. Like, yeah. if he's president, like I'm just gonna crush every state where it's being legal, crush it on the federal level. I mean, I, I, the only I, he, I can't see how he can think it would help him politically or how any advisors might tell him it'll help him. So I have to believe he actually just. Hates weed for some reason. Right. Well, well, it's th- like,
4: maybe he doesn't know it's available as edibles.
2: Maybe. <laughs> well, look, and also, it's going to hurt his box seats for Dallas Cowboys games. Have you seen Jerry Jones bulging veiny eyes? Oh, my lord. That guy's smoking weed. But look, oh, yeah. to, to talk about the uh, the Chris Christie rant thing over on the topic. Yeah, it, it was... Rand Paul, that was his greatest moment, I think, on stage, other than calling out Trump in the beginning, was that he destroyed Christie on that. The best point he made was when Chris Christie said, oh, yeah, I prosecuted uh, people that were terrorists. And, and Rand goes, yeah, but you didn't do it using illegal wiretaps. You did it with a legal warrant gotten from a court. And you yes. went after these people legally. You didn't do it through this back alley stuff where they're spying on people and nobody knows. They're spying on everybody. And it was crazy how Christie's like, "Oh no, how are we going to collect data if we don't spy on everyone?" Well, Which th- was yeah. it, the most the ridiculous
0: most thing Christie said. Of the, night. the most ridiculous thing Christie said was when he said, "And Rand Paul's out in the Senate giving speeches about this and then posting them on the internet 30 minutes later." Like he was so mad that Rand Paul's staff knows how to use the <laughs> internet. Like, "Oh my god, how dare you post your speeches online?" I mean, come on. What, really? That's a criticism? You
3: can use YouTube. Yeah.
2: Mean, a lot,
0: please allow me to Google and read your speech. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean. no,
3: it's 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 interesting that Christie has he, he's definitely you know pinpointed and zoomed in on Rand Paul as someone who wants to attack, and it's not someone he's going to take any votes from. I mean, people aren't going to flop from Rand Paul to Chris Christie. It's just it's a strange. Kind of strange dynamic. He's just focusing in on Rand. It seems like I pray
2: more candidates focus on Rand. I let's I, say I think it's great he was attacking Trump over and over. Because look, if Trump's a front runner. Get Trump talking about you because that brings you into the media. You know, the more people that hate Rand Paul and want to talk about him, the better. Because there's a million candidates in this damn race. So. Damn, send some hate mail to people, Rand. Put some bags of claiming dog shit on everybody's uh, doorstep, you know? <laughs> all Good
0: right. Ha- Howie, what about your other guy you were watching? What about Scott Walker? Anything stand out from him? Surprisingly, he didn't really bring <laughs> up unions at all. Well, we, didn't no, drink, we didn't drink no for that one. No drinking for unions.
4: You know, uh, a few podcasts back, I think I mentioned that I thought that he was going to end up being the Republican nominee. I I do not think that anymore. He, I think he comes <laughs> off as way too uncharismatic. He seems like an idiot. I don't
0: he just seems like he was kinda like he kinda seemed like a kid at the Bar Mitzvah who like like their parents were like, All right, you gotta dress up to go to this thing, just go up there. One of I'm, the worst things. I'm, I'm I thought not gonna he
3: lie, he, was... he actually sounded like on the radio, he came across probably top five. You missed the first
4: wise. you missed the first half though. He was talking about did, how yeah. he, he doesn't believe in like having an exception for life of the mother for abortion and like yeah. <laughs> like because it's like, Wait, are you so you really, you just let the the mother die and <laughs> he stuck to his guns? It's that's not why I want to be president. And uh, it also sounded like he's – if he would end up starting a war with Russia. I know he said he was going to be going after Iran first day, so I guess Russia might be later the first week. But, jeez, I don't know. I definitely could never support somebody like that. Also, if I ever start losing my hair like him, I'm shaving my head immediately. <laughs>
0: Yeah, go Brian McWilliams, style. That's what I do. 21 21 years old. He saw it and he took it off. That's
2: exactly right. 21. I was like, donezo. I can't pull it off anymore. If I start losing my hair, I'm going to get a toupee like Donald. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it takes to get a nice Don't count it out. McWilliams, 20, I don't even know. 2024. We've never really had a
0: serious shaved head
2: candidate, have we? No, I want to be the first bald candidate. Sh- shaved right, well, heads
3: only became acceptable, like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago? I mean, before accept, if, if you had a shaved head, you were a Nazi, right? <laughs>
2: hey, they did polls, and they said women love guys with shaved heads. A they a look neonate.
0: masculine, and they look, like, uh, confident. All right.
2: So, so there you go. I will be the candidate.
0: So not terribly impressed with Scott Walker, from, especially from a libertarian standpoint, would we all say? No, he's terrible. He didn't yeah. say anything remotely liberty based did stuff. he talk about
2: iran because he's always the one about talking about iran I, I i don't remember hearing him talk about the iran deal at all
0: he's saying bomb 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 bom. oh wait, that was another guy another year uh,
4: nobody, I, nobody did, uh, I didn't iran? appreciate iran's uh, waffling on the uh, iran issue it's such uh,
0: it, oh.
4: it drives me crazy to... that was very
0: disappointing Let, let's get back to rand for a few minutes again because
4: yeah,
1: he rand has
0: for, he was well, he didn't get that much time first of all i guess that's not shocking uh, but he wasn't, like, marginalized in the way Ron clearly was in the past, and he wasn't really as tacked in a straw man way so much either. I think he, they treated him not that different than a lot of the other guys that got less time. So I, I think it, I can't really say it was terribly unfair to Rand specifically. Uh, but I really I really think he could have done more with that. I mean, look, he already said he's against the Iran deal, so he couldn't say he's not. But uh, I, I, it was a very waffly statement when they asked him about it. He said, look, I'm against the deal, but I'm not like these guys. I want to negotiate. I just didn't think we should negotiate. And, and you know, and, until the sanctions – until they can prove that they're the sanctions have worked. It's, it's a very confusing stance he's taking because it doesn't make sense to say we can't negotiate until you are in compliance with something, but that they've been in compliance with for years. They've been in in IAEA – God, how do you say that? The International Nuclear – you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. NAACP. Yeah, the NAACP. <laughs> they've been in compliance with International Nuclear Regulations this entire time, and no one's ever – had any evidence that they're not so it's ridiculous to say that we can't remove sanctions to negotiate until they meet any kind of requirements because they're they're they've met every in this in the framework that's laid out internationally through the un and the iea god i gotta really do some of my research yeah well and anyway, you know i agree he, he <laughs> it's, it's a good and, deal but, but even well, so the democrats like schumer are
4: against it oh no
2: it's a it's a very good deal but i will say this rand did speak out on a couple of good things in that you know, working in some of the positives, and in in, uh, I think it was the same time he had to speak. But talking about defunding, you know, taking back foreign aid was that in the same time or was that later? to remember. Exactly. But, later, later, but that was a good thing. Oh, was it. Yeah. Well, I'll just I'll just hit it now. Yeah. Agreed. He, the Iran deal, he waffled on that again. He he was right about negotiating with your uh, your enemies, and he dropped the Reagan Republic. thing, which is kind of annoying. But uh, but yeah, he did mention later on, that, you know, taking back foreign aid from people, and I was so surprised that he said that Israel, you know, he said, didn't back off the phrase. I said, yes, Israel, I say defund them if we can't afford it. Because I've, I've railed on Iran for supporting Israel and Israel, you know, any attack on Israel's attack on the U.S. So I'm surprised that he backed off of that and said, look, if we don't have the money, we shouldn't fund them. It's a great quote. I, I remember uh, live vlogging it. They said, you know, you can't project strength from bankruptcy, which is a great phrase yeah. and
0: a completely accurate point.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was a good line from him.
0: Any more thoughts on Rand's overall performance? Did he did he make you more enthusiastic about his campaign, less enthusiastic about well, his campaign? Look, I mean, he
2: had he had limited uh, exposure. I was pissed off he didn't get to talk about the race issues, but I,
0: I was th- annoyed that he didn't get to talk about his, tax, his his tax plan. Right? Which is better than Huckabee's, yeah, if you ask me. I can't believe that either. it.
2: was His tax is the lowest of anybody, 14.5%. And meanwhile, Huckabee's talking at, at ends about the flat tax. And the same thing, and Rand doesn't get a chance to speak. That was insulting.
3: If, uh, if, Rand, if, if Rand can find a way to stick around until there's like six people on stage, I mean, he, he's going to stand out. But with that many people on stage, he, he just he gets, you know... Diluted no, and washed away.
2: It's true. And Huckabee, look, to Huckabee's critics, I was you know, I was the guy uh, monitoring Huckabee too. Huckabee actually made some good points. Like he didn't get into any of the really horrible things that he believes in. Like there was a point where I <laughs> thought he was gonna get into the whole I will use federal troops to stop people from getting abortions thing. He didn't quite
0: go that far. He didn't quite get there. He did reference like the fifth and sixteenth and like, yeah, six other amendments which to he how actually, he would fight abortion. Shockingly,
2: he made a good point on that though, which is about you know, the rights of the fetus, which is, that's the big debate. Where does the, where does the rights of the stop? At least he brought the, the word rights. rights, rights. The I mean, right. no one else even brought that word and up. At least he's referencing the constitution. So he had some, a good, a good take on that if you didn't get too deep in it. But he also, you know, his flat tax proposal is great. It's not as good as Rand Paul's, but he cited some really good points, which is, you know, getting rid of the tax from the payroll and also how that helps to you know, As far as illegal immigration goes, the biggest issue there is that with coercive government law, we're all getting taxed and illegal immigrants aren't because they're not on the tax roll. So that flat tax addresses that. So, you know, hell, Huckabee actually, in my opinion, came across very well tonight. I think it was inappropriate he got so many chances to come across well, but he came across well in his points.
0: He didn't come across as bad as I perceive him normally. Let's put it that way. Well, he's he's a a demon if you get it
2: deep into it. He he is all for military action. He's all (laughs) he hates gay marriage. He is opposed to gay abort your gay uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gay (laughs) abortions.
4: (laughs) Abortions. No, By the way, Santorum there, brought that up recently. If there, a, he gay, brought up gay oh, abortion? Way, If there was a gay Not abortion debate, doctor, everyone's had to explore it. He's like, well, what? what if what? you could find – gay, gay is genetic and you find out your unborn child is gay and people would go and abort them then? Oh, that's a good one. He's like, we're going to have to stop that. You wouldn't want that, would you, Rachel? <laughs> Wait, he said that?
0: That's Santorum? A, he was Santorum? saying
4: mm-hmm. – like saying to Rachel Maddow, like, what if you found out your unborn baby was gay? You wouldn't want people aborting them, would you? like
0: – Wow, that's a strong. Intense. Never heard one, but... Intense.
2: <laughs> but well, anyway, uh, yeah, how can be?
0: I kind of do want Santo to get up to the big debates, just because he he really is entertaining in these things. He's he's so angry too. He All right, we got a, a couple more guys. I just want to touch on real quick, uh, and then we're gonna wrap this puppy up because uh, we got things to do. Um, so my other guy was Marco Rubio. Um, honestly, I took two notes on him. One is that he said Amazon doesn't own a single store. And he seemed to think that was bad. I don't know. Or he was, I don't know. <laughs> he thinks Amazon should open stores. I don't really know. And then uh, he also has his ears look like they're from the Easter Island heads is my other note. So um, that's all I got on him. Solid, solid political analysis. My point being he didn't really stand out too much to me. I'll,
3: I'll, I'll have, to, I'll, the I'll have to rewatch that. I, I, I assume that was in the beginning, the Amazon comment. Was that the first half hour? Yeah, he was just
0: talking about the changing economy and like how people are – are finding themselves out of work and mom and pop shops, and how Amazon's the biggest employer, but they, or I don't know if employer, but whatever. And he doesn't, uh, they don't own a single store. Or yeah. They don't have a single store. Well, he, like, he talked about that. He
2: also tried, it's like he's trying to connect with the younger audience, even though he hey, of Amazon. Amazon, which is ridiculous. Like, but he was like talking about how, you know, everybody else is really old, essentially, was his point. Everybody's old, I'm young. And then he said he supports, uh, you know, technology, advancement. Then he goes to say that Amazon is of a story. It was like two different two different points that Cohen, like collided with each other made no sense.
3: Yeah,
0: and he didn't mention his Cuban parents ever, so that was a... No, I mean, he, uh, he did. He did at no, the very end. I
3: think you missed yes, it in the closing statements. Been... He did. Oh, yeah, I, did, yes. I,
0: didn't, I didn't hear the closing statements. So what did he say? Did he say, oh, I'm the son of Cuban immigrants, and therefore... He said his,
3: his father was a bartender, I think, and yeah, immigrated from Cuba. Now he's on the stage, and it's the epitome of American Havana. Look, a lot of Cubans are on the stage. I've
2: seen fantastic dance
0: routines. (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, I think we have one guy that we have not mentioned really too much yet, and that was a man who Odie wrote his presidential profile on and who I was interested to hear from because he's not a political animal. He's becoming one. But um, I think it did show, though, that Ben Carson (laughs) does not have much political experience. So, uh, Odie, what were your thoughts on Ben Carson, of what you saw of him?
3: Yeah, even even just listening without without being able to see him on stage, he came across as Did you hear sort you of, could hear the awkwardness, sort of cautious and uh, yeah, very he was not assertive at all. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm not sure
0: he said anything of substance. Well, uh, he, he said a couple
3: interesting things. I don't know if they had any substance to them, or um, you can be the judge. But when he, he was asked about waterboarding, and uh, he, he went on to say that that shouldn't be. You know, I, I don't know if he said something like that shouldn't be our enemy's business. Uh, what we do, we shouldn't broadcast that, which is pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's either is it right or wrong? Are you for torture or against it? Uh, obviously, I guess he's for torture. Um, but then he then he did say something that that I agree with. He said that no, um, there is no such thing as a politically correct war. Which, of, of course, I mean. Wars are not politically correct. War, wars are terrible. They're they're awful. I, I agree with that. We, I mean, and, and Ben Carson. People, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he was against the Afghanistan and the Iraq War at that the time. He especially because he, he cause didn't say out. that. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't. But um,
2: what well, else? Did, we, did, did you note the fact that it was, it was funny because you referenced the fact that he uh, he talked about his you know the secret plans that you know we don't reveal to our enemies, but then later on he's like. But I, if I was going to destroy America, here's how I would do it. It's like you won't tell us your secret plan, but you'll tell us how you'll destroy America, Ben. <laughs> All
0: right, guys. Um, I this just what breaking news. This just in. <laughs> it was just released <laughs> the uh, the final talk times for everybody, and uh, this is actually really interesting, especially considering that Rand Paul had to butt in a number of times. Mm-hmm. Rand Paul's total talk time was 10th place. He was the lowest talk time at 4 minutes and 51 seconds. The next guy above him was Walker at almost a full minute more than him, 543. Trump, I'm not going to read them all, but Trump was number one at 10 and a half minutes. So we can say it didn't seem like Rand Paul was way more marginalized, but uh, the numbers say that he, he got the least time. And, and I'd say at least a minute or two of that was just because he butted himself in. So he didn't really get – they definitely focused on him the least uh, according to <laughs> yeah. uh, the stats.
2: He had to be assertive. And, you know, kudos for him for being assertive. Uh, hopefully he'll get some more time in the future. because I mean, there's so many topics he could have butted in on or that he should have been addressed on. We already discussed those. But it shows you that, look, there's definitely a Paul bias out there. Anti-Paul. Well, this,
3: this is Fox News, too. So you've got to remember that as well. I mean, the, the Fox News Fox News has an audience that they're you know trying to direct the, the message towards. If you get on CNN, it's a little bit different audience. So, I mean, he, he, he might get more time on, on CNN or if, is there even an MS, does MSNBC have debates? I don't even know.
0: I I bet they'll host one of the Democratic debates. They'll
3: have the Democratic debate. Which we
0: will also live blog, uh, for the record. We will live blog. We will do reaction shows every debate, as far as I'm concerned. If we can get a Libertarian debate, we'll do that, too. By the way, is Bloomberg running? No because
2: there's yeah. a, during this debate oh, hey, if you are watching even. the TV they had several anti Michael
0: Bloomberg Yeah, I thought campaign, that was interesting uh, like it must just ads. be some political action group that bought ads on the on the debate but he's not I mean, even running he hasn't even announced it it's some he, i think it's against his he's pushing for some kind of gun laws or something so it's against that i'm on fox's website right now it's it's weird that they
4: don't have like last election they would always immediately afterwards have like the poll who do you think won the debate
2: not this time <laughs> they learned their lesson with Ron Paul. Yeah. What about, I guess, what about that's...
3: Drudge? I bet Drudge has that up. Oh,
2: check Drudge, that out. Drudge okay. likes Ron, uh, Rand Paul, so I, which I, I like about Drudge, he gives him credit, and it seems like he likes him, which is a pretty powerful platform
0: all right guys we got to wrap this puppy up but because uh, we we worked hard to uh, gather together it's getting very late for some of the uh the east coast gentlemen but we wanted to get this out as quickly as possible um but we're going to wrap things up before we go we're just going to give uh, go around the room this is a room in my head i don't think i've heard from jb in about 45 minutes so we'll start with <laughs> jb we're just going to get your, your final thoughts if anyone just let me know if anyone you know looked better to you anyone looked worse for you has anything changed in your mind based on this debate
1: Well, nothing really at all changed. Uh, John Kasich surprised me because I didn't really care about him at all until he fell on my lap in the draft. But, (laughs) you know, he he surprised me. I like him a little bit more than I did yesterday. And Chris Christie, I think, is the worst out of all of them, and it's not even close. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: All right. Howie, what are your thoughts?
4: So I went to Drudge Report. They do have a poll. They... The people that voted on this think Trump won with thirty-eight point nine six percent, and Paul wow. came in second with eleven point zero two percent.
0: All right, wow! I can't. I mean, that's, that's not bad the, for a guy that got like less than half the. You missed. Trump. You missed
3: Ted Cruz. They, they got Ted Cruz at oh. thirteen So
0: how? Oh shoot! How? Uh, I guess
4: yeah. Paul's down. That's surprising. Sorry. They don't have these <laughs> in order.
3: Yeah, they're way out of order. Christy, one one point three eight percent. Wow, that's good. Good. it's good.
0: It's good to see that authoritarian totalitarian attitudes are getting the least support that yeah. that makes me happy that's, that's a, a good, positive
2: no, side well scott walker's eh, i but, know but, yeah, Chris, but
0: christy was the most outward with that stuff yeah. to me um any more thoughts howie anybody impressed you were you impressed by rand mm. <laughs> yeah my thoughts exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he
2: was the best he tried say, he, he,
0: I... he tried Rand
2: impressed on the nsa
0: he tried to that. get in there. He impressed on the NSA and he was fired up about that. It was yeah. great. I mean, he got four minutes and 50 seconds. He's still, he's still
4: stringing me along. I haven't given up on him yet.
0: <laughs> All right. String it. Rand, Rand Paul stringing you along <laughs> since 2010. Uh, let's see. Odie, what are your final thoughts?
3: Uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Howie. Um, you know, I wrote that article uh, today that talked about the, you know, looking back, reminiscing on that famous rant or uh, Ron, Paul, Ron Paul, Rudy Giuliani moment in 2007 in that debate, and you know the, that foreign policy clash. And I was hoping to see something like that from Rand today, and we got a little bit of that from from Christie, and I, w- I was glad that he engaged with Christie, and I guess he did with Trump too. I missed that part at the beginning, but um, the. His his uh, you know talking about the Iran deal and uh, waffling on that and the lack of time is disappointing. And outside of that, I I don't know if I really see another candidate. I I know you guys are talking about Tequila Kasich uh, Cass- <laughs> as a uh, as a uh, you know moderate candidate. I'll have to look into him. But Tequila Kasich, that's my current support. Yeah. But these the, these other guys are I mean they're, they're 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 horrible really. I mean when it comes down to it, and and Trump is I mean you I, I don't know i don't want to put words in your mouth but maybe some of you a little you know feel a little little better about trump than i do i just think he's a you know pretty much a, a crony and a scam artist just trying to um, you know boost his image well, and uh
1: i don't feel better about in this of,
3: into something else I, yeah. I i don't think he gives a shit about america or about improving this country one no, bit i,
0: I agree I, I don't i don't say good things about trump because i think he's someone i want to vote for or support but I will say, and this is why I think he's polling so high, the way he approaches this stuff is refreshing, even if you disagree with the things he's saying, because he is not acting like your typical politician. He is just coming out there saying whatever comes out of his mouth. I don't really think he is filtered by advisors at all, and for better or for worse, that that does come across as refreshing, and that I think is why he's polling so high. And uh, I think that'll probably change uh, as things go down the road. But I don't know. Maybe we'll see Trump, Clinton, Trump back, Trump go out and out of the race to let Hillary get in. I don't know. Maybe it is a grand conspiracy. Brian, what are your final thoughts after like seven hours? It feels like of this. Today? Well, to counter, I,
2: like I said, I think trunk, <laughs> trunk. I think Trump is a my bit trunk, trunk. of a buffoon. Uh, however. He is refreshing. My God. I mean, honestly, I would still choose Trump over about 80 percent of the field that was on that stage right now because his positions are a little bit less uh, insane as far as pushing America out there and imperialism. So, uh, you know what? I, I find Trump to be uh, ridiculous but palatable for now. I still think he's an idiot. I thought Rand Paul was good. He was aggressive tonight. He got no time to speak, so it was disappointing in that regard. But his Chris Christie thing was awesome. Uh, that those are sound bites that they can use. Those are hopefully will fire people up. He got a big round of applause for that. So overall, good job to Rand Trump. Uh, ridiculous but entertaining. And Kasich, I, hey, he's he's growing on me.
0: Even though he's still not my my, uh, my favorite. Well, if Kasich can. <laughs> If tequila pushes Kasich out of the cruise tequila ticket, then I don't know. I have no point. My final thoughts are that I am am debated and politicked out today, because this is the seven hours after I first started live blogging The Kitty Debate. Uh, I've Feel like I really didn't learn much new tonight, to be honest. Uh, I, everything Rand did, I, I already kind of knew what his position was on. The rest of the guys all seem pretty cookie cutter. Only guy that stood out in a negative way was christy and Donald is Donald is as Donald does. But
2: if you did not know Rand's positions, did you learn anything? If you're a um, casual viewer who tuned in to watch the Donald, sure. What'd
0: you take away? Okay, that's a good question. Then uh, yeah, I mean. It depends on what maybe where I'm coming from going in, but if I had any kind of inkling about the Fourth Amendment or privacy, and I was you know against the NSA stuff, he would be the only one that stood out as someone who was to take a bold stance against that. You know, against the uh, the spying. And stuff, that's so that's something we have to
2: think about. You know, yeah, it's yeah, this like, is true. You know, the, our perspective people, is not going to be massive, the same as others. Yeah, this is a massive audience, so people might not be here. They might not pay attention to Rand Paul. They might have seen for the first time, be like, you know, goddamn, Rand Paul taking it to the man, protecting my Fourth Amendment rights. So much.
0: All right, guys. Well, I think we've done the world a service today, frankly, by sitting through hours and hours of debates and doing live blogs and doing reaction shows. And uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're going to do this for every every political debate that airs anywhere. So we're, we're locked into this thing. Gosh darn it. And, uh, you know, our next show, this is going to be Monday's podcast. Hopefully it'll be on, on YouTube sooner than that. So you can find it there. Uh, But our next podcast episode after this one will be in uh, my Thursday show next week, and that will be featuring another candidate, Steve Kerbell, who's running for the Libertarian nomination. And I can tell you, after already speaking with him, that uh, he is vastly different than all the guys we listened to today, including Rand Paul. So I look forward to that. Uh, Until then, folks, come on and join me, guys. I know you want to. Until then, live long and and live free.